0: D.K. Michael. Before we start today, pal, you gotta—you know how you like turn me on to good TV shows and stuff every now and then? Well, that's more your gig. I'm more into no, the radio you know, than the TV. Come on. Well, you told me about that comedian. I forget his name. John Mahoney. Right. I want to give you, Karen, a nice little treat. We turned on Netflix last night and watched this guy for an hour. Here's what's amazing. This guy, his name is Sebastian Manicoli. You ever hear of him? No. Neither have I. He walks out to Radio City Music Hall to a standing ovation, and it's completely filled. You and Karen sit back this weekend. Please, I know you don't follow my recommendations a lot. I'll never remember that name. I have to write that down. Sebastian, M-A-N, and then an Italian, Manicoli or something like that. You'll find it. Like
1: Manicotti, but
0: Manicoli. On Netflix. Okay. Claire and I must have laughed out loud 10 times. No kidding. No kidding. Hard
1: laughing. And Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. So he's a big deal that nobody's ever heard of unless you're in New York City.
0: No, that's not true. He's from Chicago, and he's been on like Tonight Show a bunch of times, and he's been around for a while. He's just a late bloomer. He used to open up for Andrew Dice Clay when he was younger. Had you heard of him before? No, never. That's what blew my mind. Okay. And wait do you see the topics he talks about. Is him. he clean? Is he dirty? Well, he uses
1: curse words, but he's clean. Well, speaking of which, because I I have something. You've heard the phrase, his number two doesn't stink. You know, kind of referencing somebody who's really arrogant. Right. And I started thinking about that. And I asked myself, well, wait a minute. I'm not an arrogant person. You don't think I'm an arrogant person, do you? Not at all. Okay. So how come my number two doesn't stink? (laughs) (laughs) Because you eat. That's enough of that. That was just a observational joke. I just thought I would open with that, just, you
0: know, and leave it right there. Now we can flush it. Are you familiar with the song Africa? Of course. <laughs> There's this German artist who now has put out a sound system in the middle of the African desert. Why? Well, you know, that it says it never rains in Africa. Right. Well, I guess that's his whole thing. So anyway, he set up this sound installation that runs on solar batteries. So this song is going to play for a loop for eternity <laughs> in the middle of this, the African desert. Is that his way of like summoning rain or something? I don't know. But, you know, to those people, those nomads that would be crossing that desert, never heard. I want to let them know the song's <laughs> only unbearable for about the first three or four seconds. It? Yeah, can you imagine? Goodness <laughs> gracious hasn't that continent suffered enough
1: yeah i love that song though i you do you, you're not you're probably not a fan
0: no i know now where, where the hell on earth is you really don't like that song
1: ah that's I, such a great song come on and you know toto had a lot of great songs you remember that song? their first hit was hold the line you remember that no i don't come on hold the line love isn't always on time come on no Seriously? That was a huge hit. And and it was a rocker too, and you love rock. I
0: hear if you listen to this song while crossing your eyes, they'll never uncross.
1: So how about Rosanna? I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah.
0: But you but, never heard of Hold the Line? That was their first hit. No. But i am oh, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get it on the Where internet. have you been, man? I'm gonna get you just on the fell Goog- off
1: the turnip truck over there.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get on the Google machine and turn it and hear it. Get on the Google
1: machine and set your YouTube for Endless Loop. <laughs> you know what this artist is?
0: His next project?
1: So they call this art, do they?
0: Yeah. His next project, he's going to put a loop of Speedy Gonzalez cartoons in Mexico City. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Hey, And uh, what about dropping some anvils? There you go. Acme anvils. Right. On keep- top of uh, the White House. No, I didn't say that. Let me ask you this, what song that when it comes on the radio, no matter how many times it comes on over the years, you've never got tired of? Is there one? or? The-
1: yeah, I love this song. The Heart of the Matter by Don Henley. Okay, you never get tired of it. Yeah, you, you know that song, right? Yeah. I, I'm concerned about you because it seems like
0: your knowledge of music oh, is Oh, get a- out of here. <laughs> limited. You don't know the Toto hits. I have no respect. But there's songs like, you know, Sister Sledge, We Are Family, I Never Get Tired of That. Seriously, and, no. I like you it. like it's got that a, song. It's got, it's got a good beat. That's a disco classic. But I'm not. I never disco. would have thought you would have liked disco. It's the beat. Anything by James Brown. Oh, take it to the bridge, Bobby. Anything by uh, the Allman Brothers. I like. Uh, Nor- remember Norman Greenbaum, Spear in the Sky. One of the all-time great one-hit wonders. Oh, anyway, that that's it. Stuff like that. But there are there are a bunch of songs that it's amazing that can come on. Yeah, 100. I have a lot of songs too. I don't know that
1: one just came to mind, but. Yeah, I think I have a favorite song from each decade, if you will. Right. That's me. Okay.
0: Tom and Mike. What do you think is America's favorite and longest-running game show? And called TV's ultimate comfort food. You know, Price is Right. You got it, buddy. Ding, 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 ding. Then you didn't go over, did you? What do you mean? Yeah, that's the whole key of Price is Right. Somebody makes a bet.
1: Oh, okay. Oh my. You know, you know, I've only. In all the years that show's been on the air, I think I've watched it once. Because my theory is, you should always do
0: something at least once. (laughs) (laughs) This show has been on since 1956. It draws five million people a day. And get this—I didn't even know this. Well, I never watched the show, but in 2004, they have a show called *Price Is Right Live*. That's a wholly separate touring road show that does 150 performances a year, and they charge forty. to $160 for people to attend and it's packed. How about
1: that? A money machine. The price is right. Quite the brand. Hey,
0: is that the show that Drew Carey is the host? Yep. And Bob Barker made an appearance back in when he turned 90 a few years ago, although he claimed he was only $89.99. $89. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> That's good.
1: good. You know That's good.
0: Poor- <laughs> okay. So you can just stop right there. You got a better joke than that. Come on. You know why poor people like the show? Why? They might not read or make a lot of money, but they know damn well what a price of rice a roni costs, huh? The San Francisco church. That's right. <laughs> In America, you can you go to a big crowd and have a bunch of strangers rooting for another stranger to do well? That's America, pal. Did you ever get into game shows? Come on.
1: No, never, never. No. How about the dating game? I used to watch that when I was younger. Yeah, I used to watch that. that. I was, was uh, dating. That was before, you know, that was
0: before my time. But I yeah, that was
1: before my time too. You told me. I about watched it. it on the game show channel. Really? When I was dating.
0: <laughs> so the price is right. 1956. How about that? Wow. That's been around a long time. Almost as long as you have. Almost as long as our podcast.
1: And where can we find that podcast? What's this world coming to dot com. Did they
0: have podcasts back in the 50s? No, no they didn't. Tom and Mike. WHO, the World Health Organization, comes up with this number. 147 million people use cannabis in the world. I don't know how they can figure that out. I'm sure they didn't ask everybody. It's one of the most widely used drugs. But now, researchers found out that smoking it for young men not only lowers their sperm count, but can also alter the genetic makeup of the man's sperm. How many times are you going to say that S-word? Come on. I don't buy, buy this study. Bob Marley... Had 11 kids. Come on. He did, really? Yeah. India has over a billion people. Come on. That's right. They they smoke a lot of hooch over there. Yes, they do. Wow. A bonus contraceptive in an overpopulated world. Is there anything pot can't do, Thomas? You know, I've invested in some of these pot stocks. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not making any money at all. Just be patient. There, It's now illegal in about seven states, soon to be eight or nine. And pretty soon it's going to be 15 to 20 in one day, the whole country. Are you investing in it? Not right now. I did. I, back about three or four years ago, I bought it, but it was like 50 cent stock and it stayed that way for about a year. And then Claire and I decided to stop these little things and just go with a financial advisor. And I wonder where it.
1: that 50 cent stock is now.
0: I don't even want to look. <laughs> I don't even want to look. But, you know, we don't want to talk about it a lot, but let's just say that I know, and a lot of people know, that marijuana helps with pain, depression, and music appreciation. So that can't be that bad, Music cannot? appreciation? Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I how come even... you never like Toto? Well, I might, maybe I need to toke a little bit and then put on Toto. <laughs> <laughs> Token with Toto. Yeah. That's the name of their new album, I think. Right. Tom and Mike. Do you ever have problems with cockroaches in that estate of yours? Never. How about you, where you're at? No, we've got ants. But I've never seen a cockroach in our house. Now, we do have rats or mice down our basement, and I'm debating whether to put a couple traps down there. But you have know, rats? Well, no, I don't know if they're rats they're they're mice. They're probably eating the cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> they just did a study, and they found out that cockroaches keep distinct traits throughout their entire life that they developed as youngsters. And cockroaches might be a simple uh, species, but they can reach a complex decision. How about that? Did you ever know
1: anybody that looked like a cockroach? Uh, The only human being I can remember that looked like a human cockroach to me mm -hmm. was
0: Rick Ocasek from The Cars. (laughs) He married a beautiful woman now. Oh, yes, he did. You know, not many know this, but they're so advanced that cockroaches, when they touch a human being, they immediately run and clean themselves. Do they? Yes, they do. (laughs) Well, (laughs) in some
1: cultures, they actually eat those things. Oh. Fry them up, crispy brown. I
0: think they need a little makeover. How about we put them in little tuxedos? Would that help? (laughs) Rick Ocasek at the Grammys. They say these cockroaches even have their own personalities. If you mean getting squashed flat by my shoe, then I'm all good here. (laughs) Crunchy. And they're a little cocky, too. That's why the first uh, four (laughs) letters of their name is C-O-C-K you know why they're cocky, though? Why? They know it's them and Keith Richards that can survive a nuclear blast. <laughs> they're the only two things. Tom and Mike. German doctors said a woman was dead, right? She woke up a couple hours later in a funeral home and must have scared the bejesus out of the funeral director. She was declared dead by German doctors and wakes up in the refrigerated room of a funeral home a few hours later, and prosecutors have charged the doctors with negligent bodily harm for deciding that a 92-year-old woman was dead. How about that? I just wonder how that happens.
1: I've heard of that happening before, but how does that happen?
0: This is why, in the old days, they used to bury the dead with a bell, hence the term saved by the bell. Remember that?
1: Oh, seriously? It wasn't (laughs) just a TV show in the 90s? That's right, pal. You know, even David Copperfield couldn't pull this off, could he? Mm, maybe
0: <laughs>
1: that guy is slick, he made the Statue of Liberty disappear.
0: You know what's unsettling about this story? Two days later, she died of a heart attack, but they said it was not connected to the misdiagnosis. How about that?
1: Oh, I think that's very connected.
0: How does something like
1: that happen? Seriously,
0: you know, you got a doctor not paying attention, he's probably listening to Toto. And uh, <laughs> smoking a joint. And next thing <laughs> next can, he knows. What kind of doctors do you go to, man? <laughs> well, there's some some far out doctor. What was that doctor
1: that Trump had for all those years? Oh, like yeah. That
0: guy, right? Okay. That's probably kind of the doctor he, that's, this woman had. Mm. I know when I die, I want a second opinion. How about you? Yeah, that's probably a good idea before you start draining out the blood, right? I, I never ask you this. When you do die, and God knows we want that to happen, not for another 50 years, but- Will you be buried or cremated?
1: No, I'd be buried. I'm not a cremation kind of guy. I'm imagining, since you don't really
0: care what happens after that, you're a cremation guy, right? Yeah, I don't like the idea of being eaten by worms and stuff. I'd rather be cremated and then put my dust over like my vegetable garden or, you know, somewhere. Those tomatoes that you pee on. That's right. (laughs) No, but. uh, We're going to go out just
1: like the big Lebowski. On the top of a, a big hill with the wind blowing over the ocean. We're going to take you out of that chock full of nuts can.
0: <laughs> you know, I've never understood. Uh, the, the Like, for example, you know, my dad's been dead for many, many years. And my mother also. And they're both buried in a cemetery not too far from my house. But I never go there. Not because I'm disrespectful or anything, but they're not there. I mean, what, do I want to stand over? Well, that's the one thing we can agree on,
1: because I'm a believer and you're not, but I think we can all agree that the body is just a shell, right? Right. So why do you want to be buried instead of cremated? Well, when Jesus comes back and there's the resurrection, you got to have all those pieces. you got to have all those pieces, parts. But if he's all... Powerful. like That's right. He can take all that dust and <laughs> yeah. whip it back together again. That's, That's right. right, pal. So, you know, whenever there's a lull in the conversation, we like to remind people that <laughs> right. you can find the daily podcast right here, right now, 24-7. Bring it down. Bring it in. Absorb it. Soak it in. Love it. Like it. And by the way, when you go to what's whatsthisworldcomingto.com,
0: there's a contact button there. Hit us up and let us know what you think. Tom and Mike. When you were a young man raising your kids, were you tough on them about doing their homework? Well, I'm still a young man, number one. Right. And number two,
1: we've always been fair. I wouldn't say necessarily tough, but you never, ever let your kids run roughshod over your family. Because right. the minute you do that, they're out of control. Children need discipline.
0: Well... Stanford just did an extensive study, and they found out that kids today get three times too much homework. And it says homeworks not only make your child sick because it causes stress, self-confidence, and quality of life. It gives them ulcers, migraines, sleep deprivation, and weight loss. How about that? anxiety. Probably and the biggest all. mistake parents make is dictating the terms of homework. They should let the kids communicate. Maybe they want to do it in the morning. Maybe they want to do it in the afternoon. It doesn't have to be, you know, a certain time.
1: You're never going to get a kid doing homework early in the morning before class time. It's not going to happen. You're well, lucky to get them out of bed and get them to school on time. So that part of it is ridiculous. And right after school, is that what they're saying?
0: Well, let the kids tell you when the, the, if they have to do it.
1: Yeah, when would they... no, no, no. They don't really know too much about parenting at Stanford.
0: Well, I think homework is nothing more than a product of poor teaching because if you can't get something in that – little guy's head in that hour, then you're not a good teacher, right? Come on now. You want to go the
1: extreme uh, the other way, but don't you think there's a fair medium? I don't think there's a, a case there just because, you know, maybe some teachers are given too much homework that you shouldn't have homework at all, right?
0: Well, I remember when I was a kid, I was so bad. You know, I never had a dad, but my mother wasn't a great disciplinarian. She put me in my room, shut the door, and make me do my homework. I had this desk that opened up, and inside the desk there would be a Sports Illustrated. And I'd read the Sports Illustrated so then do my homework. And then when she walked walk in the door, I'd really shut the door, the thing down, and pretend I was doing my homework. I was terrible.
1: Terrible. Yeah. And the reason you didn't want them to know about the Sports Illustrated? It was the swimsuit issue! <laughs> Tom and Mike!